Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to ignite the growth of your agency. Now, I actually enjoy the highs and lows of the roller coaster. I know with absolute certainty that for every low as an estate agent comes with another high. Spend the time and energy in doing the hard things when the hard things are the right things. We've created a super special free Firewave gift packed full of marketing goodies just for our podcast listeners. You can get yours by going to www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift. Here are your hosts, Sam and Phil. So today is a solo episode. Just me, Sam, talking to you about the roller coaster of estate agency. So Phil is out at the moment on multiple valuations today, enjoying the roller coaster of estate agency at the sharp end and I'm here in the office fielding calls and difficult clients. But it's all the same roller coaster. And today, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, really, about what the results are of having this roller coaster in your life, the stress it produces, how it's not the best for everybody. It's not the best life choice for everybody. And if you are really struggling with it, I'm hoping that I can give you a few little tips to help. So first of all, let me just say that you chose a state agency. I know for some of you, you think a state agency shows you, but you were not forced into it. You have chosen to be your own boss and to be the boss of an estate agency, which is probably one of the most roller coaster kind of businesses you could possibly run. You know, you could have been a decorator or you could have had a flower shop. But honestly, I don't think there's anything that's potentially more stressful than owning and running an estate agency. And I think Phil would agree with me because he suffers probably more than most of us because he is really, really at the sharp end of all the very, very difficult transactions that we do. Now, stress, if we just talk about stress for a minute, can be good or bad. And sometimes it's very difficult to differentiate between the two. So for example, if you go and see a beautiful home and you're absolutely certain that you've won the instruction and a week later you see your biggest competitor's board go up outside, that is horrible. You feel that sense of loss, that sense of betrayal. You're disappointed in yourself. You wonder whether you could do anything better. It might keep you awake at night, wondering what you could have done differently. That to me is actually a very positive reaction to the loss of an instruction. Because if you didn't feel that loss so keenly, if you weren't bothered about it, then actually you're not as ambitious and as driven as maybe you should be when you're running your own estate agency and trying to grow it. However, if you've had 99 fantastic Google reviews and one terrible review, and you don't think there's any merit in that terrible review, that's probably something that could eat you up for the wrong reasons. And it's something you could probably decide to not pay any attention to in your head. So you just discount it because you're going to go, look, 99% of people absolutely love everything we do. And that 1% of people doesn't count as long as you don't think that that is a credible complaint that they've made. So when we talk about stress, what do we mean? Because stress produces some chemical reactions in your body, produces some physicality, some physical symptoms that are not always pleasant. And long-term stress can damage your immune system. Injuries take longer to heal. We get sick and we stay sick. We've all seen during the pandemic, some people who've really suffered from anxiety and that's brought on mental health problems. And it's all caused by stress. Because stress used to be there to keep us alive. So when we were living in our caves and a lion came, or I don't know, a saber-toothed tiger came pouring at the entrance to our cave, stress kept us alive. It meant that we did our fight or flight. So we either fought it or we 
escaped it and we stayed alive to see another day. And that's what stress was for. So it brings out the adrenaline, our heart starts beating faster, and we've got more ability to run faster, escape, we've got more strength to fight. And that's the purpose of it. It's to keep you alive. But of course, that was supposed to be a very short term thing. Hopefully a saber toothed tiger isn't going to be chasing you for days, months and years. It's going to be a very short lived, stressful experience that you can overcome or maybe not overcome in a short space of time. And therefore, all those stress reactions in your body are designed to be short term and not long term. So what they do is these stress reactions in your body, things like the adrenaline and the heart beating, that is all designed to keep you alive at the expense of healing injuries, being able to think clearly, your body growing, the density of your bones growing, your nutrients being used in your body, your liver and your kidney functions operating properly. So everything stops apart from the things that are keeping you alive. It's kind of like your body is operating on an emergency mode. Now, if you do that for days, weeks, months, and actually some people do it for years, you are causing so much damage to your body and that will in turn cause damage to your mental health. So it becomes an ever worsening cycle and you need to find a way of stopping it. So my first challenge to you is, are you in the right job? Because owning an estate agency is very, very stressful. Now, I actually enjoy, weirdly and sadistically, the highs and lows of the roller coaster. I know with absolute certainty that for every low in our lives as an estate agent or estate agents with me and Phil, every low comes with another high. It's kind of like you're out for a run and you're running uphill and it's getting harder and harder and harder, you know there's a downhill just around the corner. You know that's going to happen. It's a certainty. And I feel the same way about a state agency, that you just trust the process. You do the right things, even where there are the hard things. And if you do that often enough and you trust the process, then good things will happen. So how stressed are you out of 10? Start by writing down your stresses. Start by writing down the things that are really, really bothering you. Write down as many as you can possibly think of Take half an hour, an hour to do this. Take a quiet space away from the stresses. You know, go and make yourself a cup of coffee, maybe a cup of tea, actually. Calm yourself down a little bit in a quiet corner and just write down all the things that are really stressing you right now. Now, when you've done that, go back and cross out any that you have control over. So how many things are you stressed over that you have no control over? Because stress often comes with feeling that you are out of control. Because all the things you can control, then you can control them. So if you're stressed about, I don't know, your weight or your health, you can control that. If you're stressed about your working hours, you can control that. If you're stressed about difficult clients, then you can only control your reaction to them. I mean, at the moment, as I record this, there's a, a war going on in the Ukraine. We can do nothing about that at all. And yet my hairdresser the other day was telling me she was really stressed about it. There's no point whatsoever. There is literally no merit in being stressed about things you have no control whatsoever about. Stress comes from lack of control, but no stress at all is boring. So transient stress can be good as long as it doesn't last long. So let's give you a few things that you can go and do, apart from this list, a few things that you can do to help you with your stress levels. So first of all, eliminate stress where you can. So learning how to say no, learning how to delegate, not take it all on yourself learning how to put some boundaries in your day. So for example, I do something called time blocking. So if my team are putting in a call with a client for me, they know to generally, and if at all possible, put it in on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday afternoon. 
That way, when I come into the office in the morning, I know I probably haven't got an appointment in the morning. And that takes out the stress of the morning because I know I can deal with things that have come in since the previous day or something I didn't finish the day before. Hi, I'm Harry. I'm owner of Johal Studios Leicester and Finding Country Leicestershire. The results I've achieved through FW training and all the masterminds is just incredible. I've been able to step back from business and actually grow my business twofold, which is a great achievement. That way, when I come into the office in the morning, I know I probably haven't got an appointment in the morning. And that takes out the stress of the morning because I know I can deal with things that have come in since the previous day or something I didn't finish the day before. So eliminate stress where you can. Secondly, accept that there are things that you have no control over. All you can control is your reaction to that thing. So if you're in control of your reaction, you're in control of your thoughts. And therefore, you are in control of your stress levels. So when it's something like a war in Ukraine, if you find it's getting you stressful to watch the news, don't watch the news. You can't help them by watching the news. So remove yourself from that information. Think positive thoughts. Now, this sounds a bit of a cliche, doesn't it? But everything can be reframed. So my mum used to say, at least. So when you can't find a parking space that's close to the cafe that you want to go to, for example, you can say, well, at least I'm getting my steps in. Or when you have a difficult call with a client right before you're about to go home, well, at least I've got it out of the way. So it's actually about reframing. It's not really about thinking positive things all the time and having a Pollyanna approach. It's actually about reframing a challenging situation to give it a positive spin. And if you tell yourself that enough in your own head, then eventually you will train your brain to think of it in that way. Because there is always something you can take from every situation. Get support. So if you have a business partner, as I do, share these stressful situations. At the moment, we have a very, very stressful situation going on with a deadline and a difficult seller and a difficult buyer. The sellers are being very, very demanding. They're phoning us multiple times a day, Phil and I, and we're sharing the stress. So he phoned me this morning at eight o'clock and said, could you deal with it this morning? I'm a bit maxed out in it. And I said, yeah, of course I will. So I took it on for a little while and then he'll take it back too. So if you have a partner, that's a great thing to do to share the stress and to get support. If you don't have a business partner, then do you have a right-hand person in your organization? Or even if it's just a friend or a loved one that you can just share with them how you're feeling. Because sometimes we try and protect our loved ones from how we're feeling. And actually, what's the best thing to do often is to share those thoughts and those stresses and those worries, because just sharing them and saying them out loud can really help you to deal with it better. And then maybe think about, well, I say maybe, definitely think about your own health. So this is something I call put the oxygen mask on first. If you make sure that you're healthy and you're well, uh, you've had a good night's sleep, you're drinking the right amount of water, you're eating healthily, and you're prioritizing your health and your fitness, then actually everything seems more doable. So I don't know what your morning routine's like, but my I'm definitely a morning person, not an evening person. So my morning starts off with, I do a little bit of work and I read for a while. So that really helps to energize my brain and get my brain cells working for the day ahead because it's nonfiction. And then I get up and have a walk with my dog, rain or shine, wind and snow. We get out, we get out onto the hills and that makes everything seem better. When I come back to the house four times a week, I do a workout. And by the time I've done all that and then had a healthy breakfast, it doesn't really matter what my day throws at me because I feel like I've started the day really, really right. If you get up really late and you're chucking on crumpled, dirty clothes from the day before and you skip breakfast and you get to work and you have a coffee and you feel all out of sorts, your day can only get worse really from that point. You need to give yourself the best possible foundation for your day 
to give you the strength and the mental capacity to get over whatever that day throws at you. So think about your daily routine. Think about what you can do in what order. Think about if you're a morning person, can you get some really good foundational stuff done in the morning? If you're not, if you're an evening person, do it in the evening. I find if I don't do it in the morning and I say I'll do it after work, I don't do because I'm just too tired. And then at the moment when we're recording this, it's Lent. And two of my best friends have decided to give up alcohol for Lent. And as a joke, I said that I would do too, which is not, it was not really in my mind when they said that they wanted to. I thought, oh, well, maybe I just should. But actually, I know that at the end of the six weeks, I'm going to feel a lot more healthy and it's going to help me again to deal with whatever work throws at me. And actually, my business coach, Nick James, he gave up alcohol for a whole year and he said he felt so much better at the end of the year and he hasn't really gone back to having any more than a unit or two a week now. So really, really prioritize your health and really prioritize your wellness and how you're approaching life from a routine point of view. So what do you find time to do in your day, in your week? Are you prioritizing your family and friends, your health, your mental health, your time on your own? Do you have a hobby that you can do? Isaac, who is our podcast producer, is a fisherman and that's what he really likes to do. So that's his relaxation. That's his break away from the world to go and sit in the rain and not catch any fish for the day. So if that floats your boat, (laughs) pun intended, then go and do that. It might just be as simple as a jigsaw or I like knitting. I am a a nanny after all. So I like to sit and, and knit. And what I do is when I'm watching a TV program, I'll have the subtitles on, which forces me to read them and I knit so I can't look at my phone. And that's just my way of making sure that I'm fully present in the moment and I'm not actually just working instead in any of the guys. And then get a good night's sleep. It sounds so simple, but there's a really good book by Ariana Huffington, who is the owner of the Huffington Post and the founder. And it's just called Sleep. And it's a really, really interesting book on how sleep changes our chemicals in our brain, our physiology, and just how we deal with life. And you won't find a very, very successful person that doesn't get a good night's sleep because the two things come hand in hand. And also when you've had a good night's sleep, you tend to deal with stress a lot more easily. So prioritize your sleep. If you normally go to bed at 11, go to bed at 10, take a glass of water with you, have a bit of reading, put any device down, don't have emails next to you on your phone pinging, and just really prioritize that rest because that's when your body recovers when you wake up the next morning, you'll feel refreshed and you'll be able to deal with whatever life throws at you. So that's really what I want to say about how you can deal with stress and how the roller coaster of a state agency can be damaging, but it can also be the most exciting choice of career that you could possibly imagine. I absolutely love it. I do love the highs and the lows. And I suppose what I do is I recognize that the lows have to come with the highs. A bit like parenting, I suppose, isn't it? And it's what we get paid for. Phil and I were chatting yesterday. We charge one and a half percent. Our average fee is about £17,000 at the moment. That's what we get paid for. That's why we get £17,000 for our fees, because we spend the time and energy in doing the hard things when the hard things are the right things. So when it's really difficult to make that call to a tricky client in a challenging situation, that's what we get paid for. And that's what you're getting paid for too. So it's time to step up, but it's also time to recognize that stress can be just as bad as good and you need to manage that appropriately so that you can grow your agency to have the agency of your dreams so you're not still worrying about things in 10 years' time. You're enjoying this fantastic roller coaster that is a state agency. We've created a super special free Fireway gift packed full of marketing goodies 
just for our podcast listeners. You can get yours by going to www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift and following the simple instructions. That's www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift.